everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. We are all the way up to number 53, right, Neil? 53, that is correct, young sir, yes. yes. So we're going to dispense with most of the formalities. We're not going to talk about how freaking hot it is or anything like that. We're actually going to, because we have a guest, and I want to get right to him. But I do want to remind everybody, Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook and Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail if you need to air your various complaints with us and i tell you or, what and i tell you what everybody in, i tell you what um if you do like the podcast and stuff like that hit the subscribe button and stuff like that in itunes instead of downloading them individually because then we get better numbers or something i don't know it looks better for us and i mean we'll get it, lots of money somehow one is day that right i I'm, one I'm day not, maybe i'm not seeing my shirt that i, I don't <laughs> but anyway nevertheless hey, so, you got a fucking free t-shirt i don't want to hear it that's true that's true <laughs> i uh so i uh yeah, but go to the post office. We'll see how free it is when it's all said and done. Yeah, that's but true. I, uh, <laughs> Good man. <laughs> well, uh, but anyway, I, I, I always suck at introducing guests anyway, so I'm actually going to tell an anecdote today instead of an introduction. There you go. You, you okay with that, Neil? Yes, go for it. Anecdote, yes. You were here last weekend, so you've seen my sort of domestic situation. I have. Late last, early this year, I was sitting in my back room spinning records, as I often do, and my kids don't really care about punk rock. They don't really care about dad's music. Once in a while, they'll show a little interest, and then they get to hear Professor Tom, you know? Like, give them a lecture about <laughs> Dead Boys or the Sex Pistols or something. Excellent. So, so I'm sitting in the back room, and I hear one of my daughters say, what are you listening to? So, of course, I get pretty excited, and I say, I'm listening to the new Boris the Sprinkler, Sprinkler record, Vespa de Venus. I said, you know, Boris the Sprinkler was the greatest punk band ever to come out of Green Bay, if not the entire state of Wisconsin. And you know what my daughter said? Um, the other... I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> Who was she talking to? <laughs> Her sister. Oh, anyway, amazing. We, we are very amazing. happy to have with us after that very self-deprecating after that deprecating story. We are very happy to have with us today Paul One, guitar player for Boris Sprinkler. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing great. That was great. <laughs> kind of puts things into perspective because we live in this small little world where I get excited about stuff and I forget that literally 90 percent of the world doesn't care. Hey, but hold on a second. Hold on a second. I want to know what was she listening to. I don't know. They were listening to Spotify in the front room or something. I see. I see. Okay. Continue, please. I had this big moment. I was going to bond with my children over Boris the Sprinkler, and they're just like, shut up, shut up, Dad. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Dad. We're not listening to that crap. So, so, so Paul, before we get too far, I, on your personal Facebook page, and I'm not going to give any of your personal information out because it's no, none, no, none of anybody's damn business. But it says on there that you you formerly wielded the six string for Boris the Sprinkler. But the fact of the matter is, you guys are still you're not very active, but you guys are still around, right? We are relatively still around. We uh, we've been playing for the last three years, uh, a show a show a year, trying to maybe kick that up a little bit. But you know, this year kind of shot everything to to hell. Sure, sure. Uh, but. So you you don't live in Green Bay anymore. You're like you're a couple hours out of Green Bay. Yeah. Other guys, Norb, Reverend Norb is still in Green Bay. The the the, yeah. the, uh, the singer. Yes. Norb in the Green other, Bay. Are the other guys still around, or are they, you guys kind of all spread out across the country? Uh, uh, Paul, Paul number two is uh, up in Door County, so he's probably like an hour out of Green Bay. And then Rick lives on the East Coast, so so he's in New Jersey. So, so yeah so you know anything we do it's got to be kind of big and planned he's got to fly in 
either yeah either he's got to fly or we're gonna go fly out there or huh. or we're all flying so who is the drama is rick the drummer rick it rick plays bass rick, rick six rick's okay rick and rick and he back used to be six. in a band called yeah he used to be he used to be in a band called vesicular basalt from from appleton okay and he'll never some... remember that he loves <laughs> making band names that's kind of his thing <laughs> Vehicular the, assault were, from Appleton. Yes, got it. Vesicular. Oh, vesicular. Oh, for fuck's sake, what? <laughs> That's almost as bad as Puffin Stuff or whatever that other band was called. <laughs> that was, yeah, Greg's band. <laughs> so, are, are you, are you Puff. Uh, are, have you always been a cheesehead, Paul? You grew up in Wisconsin? Uh, yeah, I, I, I was born in Two Rivers, Wisconsin. Heard of it. Right, right by Manitowoc. And okay. eventually we moved to Green Bay and I was there most of the time. You know, I, I was in the military a little bit, so I've been I've been out of Wisconsin for a little bit, but not much. Hmm. So you would have been in the military, what, the 80s? Uh, 83 to like 87-ish. Where were well, you based? Pretty, that, was a, that was a pretty good time to be in the military, well, right? You avoided 80, like most major conflicts. Yeah. Actually, I think it was more like 85 or 80, yeah, 85 to 89 or whatever. It, there was the first Gulf War did go on while I was in, but... You know, oh yeah, yeah. Ago, so. Okay. So where were you based? Were you based in uh, on the East Coast somewhere, or? Uh, well, I was all over. I was, I was at uh, Fort Riley, Kansas, for a couple of years, and then I had to go to. I went to Korea for a year, and then I was huh. in Monterey, California, for almost a year. But you knew that the good life was in Wisconsin. You couldn't stay away. <laughs> yeah, you went to all those places, and you went back to Wisconsin. What's the matter with you, boy? <laughs> well, you know. I, I think I've told you, Paul, that I'm, I was I was a cheesehead once too, and I, I lived there for eleven years. I lived in Wisconsin. Uh, I've been back in Michigan for about thirty years now, but yeah. I always I will always have a little bit of a little bit of cheesehead inside of me. As a boy, you know, I loved you know Lynn Dickey. That sounded and, very dirty. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the era where you were serving your country. I was watching Lynn Dickey throw interceptions. Who's, 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 oh, oh, okay. Yeah. He's a quarterback, Neil. He was a quarterback for the Packers. The reason you never heard of him, Lynn Dickey? No, I actually no, I haven't heard of Lynn Dickey. I, I guess Don Mikowski is about as far as I go back. Actually, when I came oh, over, yeah, I think I that, would, that would be before Don. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Magic Man. Yes. It would have been like mid '80s. They had these great wide receivers too, but no, he couldn't throw the ball to him. James Lofton, John Jefferson. Man, it doesn't matter, Neil. It doesn't matter. This would have been about the time you were. About the time we were gracious enough to let you into our fine country. That's true. That's true. And I was I was jumping around in champagne and a leather jacket and no pants apparently something like there that. You yeah. Go. <laughs> and some things haven't changed. <laughs> so so hey, before we go any further, Paul, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Stranger Than Fiction Porter. So who makes that? Uh, oh, like the bad uh, religion beer. Yeah, that's what is this? Uh, Collective Arts. I don't know where that's from, but is it so any good? That's a bad religion beer, yeah. right? I mean, that's the bad religion inspired beer. Maybe, how, yeah, are you, how are you getting that in northern Wisconsin? You know, there's there's a couple of places that have an okay selection, <laughs> not not great, but okay. <laughs> Tom, so. it's the it's the punk rock underground, don't you know? All the bands I, they just get all know, this stuff automatically. You know, maybe it is because because I always see Paul drinking the most unusual beers. Well, I really I, hunt out sours, so. Okay, and I'm I'm sort I always I'm always sort of envious because you know you you're living your best life up there in northern Wisconsin. All I remember being a kid in Wisconsin was it was so cold. I swear the sun always shines where you're at. All I remember is like shoveling through ten feet of snow to try to get get to the car to get to school. I'm sure you get that too. Oh yeah, yeah. but uh, it's, it's even a little worse up up 
you know, I live yeah. in northern Wisconsin, so it's a little worse. Well, it's it's yeah. funny because because Michigan and Wisconsin are kind of the same, and like you know, because a lot of people live down by the city center. You know, Milwaukee is the you know the population center for you guys. For us, it's Detroit and, and Grand Rapids. But but a lot of people on the weekend jump into their car and drive up to the the cottages and stuff like that. And all I could think is, boy, where you live, I would have swore that was just straight cottages. Like nobody lives up there, right? It was just I would just <laughs> it would just be cottages on the lake or something. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of that too. Quite a bit. So, so, so you served in the military. So, so getting back, getting back to the band. We'll, we'll go a little further in the band, then we'll play a song here. But so you go back to after you're done with your your stint, your four years or whatever. Did you do four years? Yeah. You went yeah. back to you went back to Wisconsin. How'd you end up hooking up with the uh, Reverend Rev Norb and the other crazy guys who were the original force uh, sprinkler lineup? Well, kind of. I always, you know, right out of high school, like I knew all the all the guys from in the punk scene. I didn't personally know them, but... a decent little punk scene in Green Bay at that time, oh, there, right? Yeah, there was. There was quite a uh, a good hardcore scene. Hmm. Uh, Which year are we talking about now? Uh, 83 to like 86 or wow, 7. Wow, that's right in my wheelhouse. That's when, right when I was down in Champaign. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Yeah. I'm sorry, so, do continue, so I mean, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of just knew everybody, and... Uh, when I got back, after a while, it was like me, uh, Ron, and and Eric, Eric number one, started. I just kind of jamming, and I think Norb at the time was bandless. So, you know, we're kind of saying, well, he should come. Norb should come just hang out with us and do something or whatever. And at one point, we convinced him to come play. So, how did you know bass. him at that at that, at that point, though? Well, I met Norb through, through other friends, okay. kind of like the year or two after high school. I sort of think hmm. that's what we met. Uh, but so we convinced Norb. He didn't want to sing. He didn't want to sing. And it was like, so Eric had to go do something. And he played bass. So we said, well, just come over and play Eric's bass and see what's up. And so Norb came over. And then unbeknownst to me, even... All of a sudden, Eric shows up, and it's like, well, you got to give the bass back up, <laughs> Norb, so you might as well just sing. So he was well, <laughs> And he had, he had sang with, like, his his early band was uh, Suburban Mutilation. Yeah. He, he, he sang he with sang. them, right? Yeah, he sang and played bass with them, and then okay. he sang for a band called Depo Provera. Oh, boy. Neil Neil's gonna head's gonna explode. Just just let it go, Neil. You know just what? I, I, just, I actually you know, what, you know what's smile. funny? I, I actually think I've heard of Suburban Mutilation. I think I had a tape by them at some point back in like eighty so, three or something. So the the label that put out the last Boris album put out a, like a LP that uh, it reissued their LP. Yes, I think they did one LP. I have a copy of it on beautiful blue vinyl, Neil. Yeah, it's it's definitely you can oh. hear the roots of Boris the Sprinkler on it. By the way, but I want a little I, more I, a little more hard edge. I want to bring yes. up something a second. What when I was when I was with you last weekend for doing the live yep. episode. You're going to go totally off. You're going to go totally I am, off script, I am. I'm sorry, but <laughs> not like well, we have a not like we have a script, but that's all right. Well, go ahead. while I have this in mind. So, you remember you gave me 245s? Yep. Yeah. So, the one uh the one with the artsy cover that's like it's a splatter vinyl, you know that one? Yes. Have you tried playing that one? 
It's a little noisy. It doesn't play at all on mine. Oh, it I got just, mine to play. It just, it's well, I mean, it, yeah, it plays, but it's just like it's been played with it's, like a knitting it's, needle. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's a beautiful record, too, because it's clear and it looks like somebody threw paint on it. And I, I guess somebody actually did because the thing doesn't play. Anyway, <laughs> mine, sorry. Mine play. Anyway, I, Steve's I a digress. loyal listener. We appreciate you sending us those. We'll give him a shout out <laughs> in a later episode. <laughs> it's maybe, way, to, maybe, way to go, Neil. You know what? Maybe we shouldn't. Piss where you eat. Yeah. Damn it! You sorry. totally threw me off. You totally threw me off the topic too. I don't remember. Oh, the getting the getting the band Norb together. Is, Norb is now have the bass taken away from him and had his hands broken. So That's right. On, please, he, he, please. Bass was taken away, and he he started singing, and lo and behold, I think he kind of dug it a little bit. So. That's where it started. Now, did he did he sing in Suburban Mutilation, or was he? So he did, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah he sang he in Bleeding. Okay. Yeah, they were a three piece. So, um, at that point, early on, I'm always so you you were the you've been the only guitar player over the run of the band, right? Uh, except for five shows, they did replace me towards the at the very end. I I had to, I just uh, personal reasons just needed to oh. get away, and uh, so. You know, because we, we went through a lot of bass players and a couple a different drummers. drummers. Yep. And so, I, you know, I didn't, it didn't bother me that they got another guitar player because that's what Boris did. Yeah. But once, once it came to the end and, and Norb ended it, it was like I, I felt relieved because I was no longer missing something. Gotcha. So what year was that? What year was that you, that originally you called it a day? It was around 2000 or something or... I think 2002-ish, maybe, Okay, around there. So you had like a 10-year run. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, about 10 years. But the funny thing is, so I'm doing the math in my, I'm doing the math in my head, and you and Norb are about the same age, and if, if, um, if you guys started Boris in eh, 91, 92, right, something like that? 92. Yeah, we you were guys, already. You guys, you guys were not that young. No, no. You were not teenage upstarts at that Rude. point. No, we were not. <laughs> hey, Neil, if it makes you feel any worse, he is a couple years younger than you. That doesn't bother me in the least. I'm fucking happy and happy and old. It's all good. There you go. Happy Call me old. Boomer. Call me Boomer all you want, you bunch well, of twats. I mean, because I had gone to a couple different schools after high school, and then I was in the Army for four years. So, I mean, yeah, time did go by. So you were kind of kicking around. You kind of were just like, yeah. The military was like your was like your last ditch, like trying to get your crap together, kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. Then I came back and tried some more school, and yeah, it didn't go with it again. But the band was going by then, so sure. And the the thing the thing is, I think you know it was funny when you put out the new album. Actually, let's 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 take a song break. Neil, how far in are we? We, we are uh, 15 break. minutes in, my little friend. Yeah, let's take a song break. What do we got? Like five songs, right? We do. He picked five songs, and I might I might pick a six. So how's that? There you go. Well, yeah, why whatever don't... you want to play is fine with me. So. Why don't you... What, what What was the first song on the list, Neil? He had Ain't Nobody Rockin' at the Vegetable Factory. I think, you I think you know what? For the people that haven't heard Boris the Sprinkler, because you're a huge fan, and I, yep. I've only got, only got turned on to him from that last album. So why don't yep. you just give a little explanation of what they sound like and what they're about? Um, the, they, they were kind of, you know, in the nineties, a lot of the bands, they always called all those bands like Ramones core bands or the lookout sound or whatever. And I think they were definitely part of that. It was kind of poppy, more or less Ramones based punk rock. But the thing with Boris was their, the singer was so manic. Norb is so, uh, out there, dare I say flamboyant. Well, they got costume. They got costumes, right? And they do a lot of comedy, a lot of comedy does, type songs, does. right? But the rest of them are pretty, pretty much 
straightforward. So there's a little bit of that element, but um, what? But anyway, let's just let people listen to him, Neil. They're going to hear a song in a few seconds. <laughs> no, but they might be confused when they hear like a purple, purple Vulcan hot rod or some shit. So. Nah, they'll be, they'll be fine. All right. So what? So tell us about this song. You got you got any thoughts on this particular song, or did you just kind of pick them on at random? Uh, no, I kind of looked at them. Uh, I don't know. This one, I really liked. We, it, it never got a ton of play live, because I don't know why. It just, it just didn't. I mean, at the time it did, but then it didn't hold hold into the like the standard set. Yeah. So which al- okay. which album was this off? Um, we're gonna do "Ain't Nobody Rocking at the Vegetable Factory," right? So which album was yeah. this off of? That is off of, I believe, Mega Anal. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. also the name of Neil's senior video from high school. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I asked. No, I, was, I think that was the name of the club down in Champagne. Um, this is also this is also the lineup from Vespa to Venus. So it's the same lineup. That's crazy. Cool. Okay, cool. Okay, so we have Barista Sprinkler with Ain't Nobody Rockin' at the Vegetable Factory. you all enjoyed that slice of hilarity so there you go so so when you when you guys first started out what was the because i know it's been it was vastly different on the last album but what was your because uh, you you i see you credited for a lot of songs norb's obviously credited for pretty much every song i think was it a situation where you would kind of work on the music and he would do the lyrics or what was your songwriting process in the early days it was kind of a little bit of that you know, I would just bring in some music at times and Norb would just, you know, free for all words. Or sometimes Norb would have the entire thing and then he would give me a tape and I would kind of get it to the point where I could play it to what I thought would be Boris material. Uh, sometimes I would write some songs with words and, you know, yeah, not as, not as good as when Norb. I think the best is when I wrote the music, Norb wrote the words. And, but there are some good songs that Paul number two brought to the table. Uh, we're going to hear one, I think, maybe later. So, so you're, you're Paul number one, obviously. Did, mm-hmm. 
was it was there when you guys first started you were the only paul in the band right yeah so so it's but you were always paul number one okay oh yeah i was gonna say tell me that story all right so it started out it was ron eric paul me and norb yep and then eric left the band and we got the guy that did our recordings for a long time eric simple from simple studios so it was eric number two so it was ron eric number two paul and norb and then ron left the band and we got paul number two so if there's paul number two then i became paul number one gotcha so then then we're into the the numbering thing so we kind of had to start throwing numbers at people as they came in and out (laughs) whether whether the number made sense or not (laughs) you're never going to find another norb so you don't have to worry about numbering him right Exactly. Not not only because he's one of a kind, just because who else names your kid that, right? <laughs> but, well, yeah, there's not a lot of Norberts, I don't think, these days. Not a, pop- it's so funny. Not a popular name. Indeed. No, they, it's, some <laughs> things fall from favor. But it's so funny because, you know, I, I haven't grown up in Wisconsin. There was so many, like, Polish people and German people. And uh, now I'm among all the Dutch. So I, I, when when Neil sees like a Polish name, his head usually explodes. <laughs> well, it's all it's all consonants. There's no fucking vowels. It in is. What do you need vowels for, man? C's vowels and the... Z's and K's. It's it's crazy. So I'm I'm just perusing your uh, album list right here on Discogs. Man, okay. you you guys have a lot of albums. Was like nine or something like that. Uh, well, probably with the 11. cover albums. Eleven, actually, eleven. So in the li- there was a live and and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about the cover albums. Actually, I'm interested in that because it looks like you did a complete cover of End of the Century, correct? And then you also yeah. did Droop Sex by the Circle Jerks. So yeah. what was the what was the thinking there? Well, the the Ramones cover that was from the series from Clear. Uh, was that Clearview or? Yes, oh, Tom, Clearview. Tom, yeah, that's this the one you talked about up, before. This has right, actually Tom? come up. This has actually come up several times, Neil. Um, because we talked to Joe Queer about it, because he, he did, uh, they did the geez, second one. sorry, the third one. Queers did the third one. They oh, did. That's right. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, did. No, they did the fourth one. They did end of, end of the century. Yep. So yes. when you guys did end of the century, you, you didn't really try to do it in the style of that. The Ramones did it. You kind of really did more like the classic Ramones style, right? Uh, yeah. Well, just, yeah, normally on at all. I mean, just, and especially on baby, I love you. We, you know, we tried to do that the way the Ramones would do that live. Was was you that know? a con- was that a conscious decision where you're like, we're gonna we're gonna write the wrongs of that uh, overproduced album and try to make it sounds like a Ramones album, or was yeah. there not that much thinking put into it? Uh, well, there might have been a little bit from maybe on Norb's input, but you know, it was just that we were not gonna play that song that way. I mean, That's, it was oh, yeah. you know, it's we're gonna kind of do it the way we can play it and the way the remote you know probably the way the ramones would have wanted to play that song well and i assume that you guys didn't have a 50 piece orchestra and timpani <laughs> players and oh, no. yeah uh, everything I mean, else <laughs> definitely not <laughs> we you know paul did paul number two did have to bring in some some uh some extra drums but <laughs> so did you did you enjoy doing that i did it's it's a little nerve wracking, making sure you learn the songs decent enough that someone else has already played. I don't know. For me, it is. I'm you know. And when you say somebody else, you mean arguably the, the greatest band, oh, yeah. the greatest band of all time. Yeah, yeah the greatest you know. punk rock guitarist of all time. Sure. Yeah. No 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 pressure. No pressure yeah. there. 
Well, so, it's it's funny. I think it's actually you're better off trying to not not do it. You know, try to copy it too much because, right. you know, you're just better off trying to put your own spin on it to a yeah. to a certain extent. Exactly. So, so you must have liked doing it enough that you decided to do it again with the Circle Jerks cover, right? Well, see, that was at that point in the band. Ron and Eric both had come back into the band, so we okay. kind of went full circle as far as people in the band and it just made learning it was a project that made learning for them and for for us to learn how to work together again playing the boris stuff a little easier that Hmm. we are all learning something new so well and it's a 15 minute album i mean i I remember the liner notes (laughs) because i have that of course because i'm a, a boris geek and it like has the times of the original songs, Neil. Which the original, the original group sex album is like fifteen minutes long or seventeen minutes long or something. Something, yeah. And the Boris version is like fourteen minutes long, and it has the difference in time on every song or something. I can't remember. I have to look yeah. at it. it. It was definitely, you know, it was almost part of the objective was to play it faster than they did. <laughs> I I remodeled my basement. <laughs> Not really that recently anymore, but I bagged all my CDs, and all my CDs are in boxes and bags, and it's times like this where I'm really sad that I can't go dig into them right now. I need to get that together. For anyway. what, what, what were you going to look for on CD? Well, because a lot of the, the Boris full lengths were only on CD. Ah, I, yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Interesting. Because it was that time period. But the and, but the, the singles, man, the singles are what are what kills me, and it was... <laughs> I was always a big I was always a big fan of the band, but I kind of forgot about them because they disappeared for 15 years. You know. Yeah. And, hold on, uh, a, hold on a second. Hold on to that thought. I just because yeah. I'm looking at it on Discogs, and, and some <laughs> someone's actually taking the time to write a comment in Discogs about the uh, your, your cover of the group sex album. <laughs> and it's it's point, gonna be very insulting, isn't it? You can insult our guests. <laughs> pointless. I can't believe I held on to this all these years. Well, I, I so there you go, buddy. There I, you go. Well done. I hear a lot of people say that. And the same thing with those Ramones covers of them. Why would you do it? You can't do it better. I'm like, you can't do it better. You're right. But it's a, it's still a fun thing. Like, I love the Screeching Weasel version. I love the uh, the Queers version, the, the Boris version. I mean, do I listen to it as much as I listen to the original Ramones versions? No, absolutely not. But it's still fun. The Ramones sure. aren't making music anymore, you know? Right, right. Well, and, and people got to look at that's Those are tribute albums. They're not, yeah. you know. We're not we're not saying, you know, we were better than the Ramones or we're better than the Circle Jerks. It's it's a tribute. It's yeah. it's you know, it's this music is good and we wanna play it and maybe you wanna hear us play it. Hey, what did you do for the cover of that? Did you just do a piss take of the original cover art or did you did you no, use no, the real we cover took a photo, we took a live photo at oh, the you concert did. Okay. cafe. Okay. And uh and you know, kept kept it still to the art form of mm-hmm. what was there, but it's yeah. actually a new photo. With people that would go to see Boris of Springfield. Cool. It's it's funny, Neil. I just read because <laughs> I just got a. I had the pink version, but I just got a light blue version of the Drugs and Masturbation single. Arguably, probably the maybe the most pop, most best known Boris se, uh, seven inch single. And inside it is this long Norb rant about how bands should always put the picture their picture on the cover. And it was during the like the nineties when all these bands would just have like a picture of a brick or something on the cover of their album, mm-hmm. and it was just ranting about how like, the Ramones were on the cover of their first album and just on and on and on about all how you need to have the band on the cover of the album. So, so that was funny. a that, that was a split with the Meat Men, right? 
That's that song. Oh. That's the meme had covered that on a different split, which is probably my favorite. No, yeah, that's that's a, a Norbs record label. Let's so let, let's let's play another song, and then I actually want to ask about that seven inch specifically, or about the Meat Men specifically. So let's. Uh, what was the next song on the list, Neil? Well, you have a choice of. Well, just go in order. Okay. Oh, yes, Don't sir. Get fancy. Don't purple. Get fancy song. <laughs> purple. Well, I I didn't know if they were going to be in like uh, in like. Chronolo- yeah, chronological order, isn't it? No, it's too late. Whatever he gave him to us, that's Purple, what Purple, Vulcan, no, Hot Rod. So there you go. Yeah, you introduce it, buddy. No, Paul's going to introduce it. Tell us about Purple, Vulcan, Hot Rod. Well, Purple, Vulcan, Hot Rod is, I think, a combination of Norb and Paul number two kind of somehow working together. So. Hmm. <laughs> and what's this? what album is this one from? This is off of Suck. Suck. This is the first album on Go Kart Records. Ah, yes. So this is cool. uh, from 1998. So, Boris the Sprinkler. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't even say it. For you to say. Boris the Sprinkler with Purple Vulcan Hot Rod. Purple Vulcan Hot Rod! Purple Vulcan Hot Rod. Burris Sprinkler. Oh, you should be honored, Paul. You got Neil's Coming DJ at you. voice. <laughs> hey, just wait till you, you hear just, no, just wait till you hear the you intro. Drink. What's what, what of this episode? What are you drinking, Neil? We didn't talk about that. Uh I was drinking uh what the hell was I drinking? I was drinking a uh, revolution Eugene Porter. Huh, and, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then now, now I've moved on to Red Stripe. I've moved on to something a little bit uh a little bit lighter. So. so my Corona familiar, I'm definitely the one slumming here, huh? <laughs> the gas station I went to had really poor selection. Dude, he's like, he's like, he won't buy beer at anywhere else other than the gas station, and then he it's wonders, and then he wonders why it has poor selection. Grocery store now is such an ordeal. I just didn't even want to do it. So. <laughs> well, that's true. You got to get masked up and wear a fucking suit of armor and shit like well, that. So I get that. You know, it's just nobody knows how to like pass you anymore in the rows. Nobody knows how to behave. You know, it's just, and it's nobody's fault. It's just, it just is what it is. So I just, if I can avoid it, I avoid it. So hey, I went that, to the gas station. Yes. In that freaking and tiny town I, of yours, I, in that tiny town of yours, is is there even a, like a grocery store, or do you like go out and just like kill no, a have, cow or have, something? 
it's funny. I was actually <laughs> was I was scoping out this little town that Paul lives in because it looks so idyllic. It's like you know northern north northwest of you know Green Bay. It's like this little town, and I won't give the name if he doesn't want me to. But it's it just looking like it's like three thousand. That's like how big this town used to be, Neil. Yeah. Small. Hmm. But like like if you like you can't go to the grocery store without running into two people, you know. Well, that's true. You didn't when I was there. You didn't know every single person that we passed on the street, nor ran into in the bar. Bar was with a bar, Neil. Well, there was pretty much only people we ran into. Other than that, it was your dad, right? Exactly, the mayor. So, 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 Paul, you guys did that split with the Meatmen. Obviously, were they were they a big influence on you guys, or not necessarily? Uh, yes, definitely, definitely. Because I always felt like I. I felt like I heard a lot of like Tesco in Norb, like that kind of bigger than life. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the heavy hitters are the Ramones, Meatmen, the Dickies are very, very big. Uh, you know, classic punk stuff. Classic but even punk. some, even some pop stuff. You know, the beat. Paul mm. Collins beat or fantastic one of my yeah. that's actually one of my I always that's a go-to album if I'm in a bad mood I put that first beat album on and it always puts me in a better mood right that's it, a great it is album. good stuff yep oh yeah so. yeah I mean obviously yeah we knew the Ramones the the Ramones are, are the obvious one but yeah it, it's definitely it's funny you know everybody's like listen to this third third wave Scott like uh revival that's going on right now everybody except for Neil and I yeah we're <laughs> And I, I just never really got into it, but I understand why people like it because it's like mood elevating music. Oh yeah, like it's, I, it's I have been listening, stuff, to, but I don't, I don't listen to much of it. Yeah, I, listening to like the new Suicide Machines album, and I'm like, wow, it actually kind of puts me in a good mood. But I never got into Third Wave Sky. But what gets me in a good mood is that is stuff like Boris the Sprinkler, like the '90s stuff that was fun, and I was relatively young and carefree when I was, you know, listening to it before, you know, the world. Before the world jumped the shark, 2020. <laughs> so on that single that you guys are talking about, there is a Dickies cover, correct? I believe so. You guys do poodle. <laughs> you guys do poodle oh, yeah, party, do, I believe. Yeah yeah, 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 and we do it in the vein. Yeah, definitely, definitely Dickies influenced. Yeah. Which which song? You? Poodle, poodle party. party. Oh, I don't know if I know that one. What kind of Boris fan are you? God, come on, <laughs> no, man. No, I don't know. That I know the Dickies song. I mean. Oh yeah. Well, it's you know. It's because good. yeah, Tesco's Tesco and the Meat Men's take on drugs and masturbation is is definitely great classic too. Because if you know the original version, I think we actually played it, didn't we, Neil? It's got a really long like uh, classic Norb spoken spoken word intro. Uh, so it's like it's like a minute and fifteen minute song that's like three minutes long because yeah. <laughs> Norb's doing all his doing all his stuff at the beginning. <laughs> So, so you know, what we loved, what one of the things we love to ask anybody who's you know reached a certain age, Paul, is did you ever, did you ever come across the Ramones, or you know any of the Ramones? Uh, you know, I think we played a show with Marky once, and Mark, you know he was Marky's on our shit list, but that's yeah, right. he was because it was I think Marky and I think it was with the Intruders or something. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. I'm not sure. And then, and he was this was right after. He had done an interview or something saying something that, you know, why are these people pl- doing these Ramon covers things? And <laughs> oh, but, then, the but then he was all nice and stuff when he saw it, met us. So, was, yeah. I don't know. Well, the, well, the irony of it is now all he does is drag his, uh, you know, he, he all he does is play Ramon's covers. Well, yeah. He's 
got that band, the Blitzkrieg or whatever, or whatever it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd still go see it because I want to hear those songs. But yeah, I don't know about Marky. We've I've kind of kind of. Yeah, the drummers. I mean, drummers are all bad, except for Tommy. Yeah. We're with Tommy. Yeah. Team was he, Tommy. But he was a cool, he was a cool to you though. You don't have any. You, you don't have yeah. any. Marky I don't have any dirt or anything. Oh come on, make something and, up. Come on. And I yeah, think exactly. one time <laughs> his wig fell off while he was playing. Come on. Yeah. One time we did do a Ramones tribute show in New York, and it was like we sat there and we watched all these bands from New York just murder Ramon songs. Like, they, you know, the, here they are, they're reading the words off of a sheet of paper and the words are wrong. <laughs> so it's like, so I look at Norm and I said, you know, because we're, we're supposed to like headline this thing. It's like, well, what should we do? And I believe that one of the Ramones or a couple of Ramones were there and it's like, what should we do, Norm? Well, we should play the whole entire group sex album instead. So. <laughs> Excellent. See, but that's that's like a punk rock thing to do, though. It is amazing, though, isn't it? You go see a band play and they can't get the riff right for Blitzkrieg Bob. Well, and especially when it's and, Richard, and especially when it's Richard Ramone's band. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's. It, I mean, it, it does make you appreciate the fact that Johnny had a great feel, though. Because when you see guys who are technically ten times better than him not be able to play his songs, it yeah. says something, right? Oh yeah. I mean, definitely does. I mean, they they definitely had something. <laughs> yeah. So, on on a personal level, was he was he your guy, or who who were you? Uh, who's uh, I mean, if you who would you steal the most riffs from? Uh, I don't know if who I stole riffs from, but but uh, but they're mostly stolen. Aren't they all? Aren't they all? I take that back. Uh, who's your who's your biggest influence as a guitar player? No, I guess it's probably just like a, from one of the. You know, high school bands that I would go see when 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 I was a kid. You know, a band called the Miners or the Tyrants. You know, from Green but Bay. I mean, they, that's uh, that's just what made me want to play music. Were they were they a punk band or were they just like a rock and roll band? Or they, what they, they were like a pop punk bands. Uh, Back the, when pop punk was a dirty word. Yeah, I mean, I guess this would have been like 82, 80, 81, but it's funny when I was when I was harassing you about coming on. You're like, uh, I don't remember things as good as I used. You know, as some of the other guys <laughs> in the band. You think it's because you're drinking all that freaking heavy beer all the time? Well, was, I'm sure it was because I was drinking the beer when we were playing. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Hey, I, 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 at least he gave you a good answer to that question. Because imagine if he'd said like, "Oh, Jimmy Page, um, uh, you know, John," <laughs> something like that. You'd have been like, "Oh shit." Well, but it's funny, Neil. I re- you know I read about a lot of these. You know, at least y- y- the first wave punk guys. You know, they were influenced by all kinds of. You know, we talked about this. Well, yeah, because that's all they why, listened to, though. I mean, they, they didn't have anybody else in- to be influenced by. The white influences the better off you are, because the problem is now we got a whole generation of punk rockers who were influenced by Green Day, and that was that's as deep as their you know. Yes. Green Day and Blink One Eighty Two, and they don't have a great you know a, a depth of of musical knowledge beyond that. Yeah, and they'll hear like a Blink-182 cover and they'll think they wrote it originally and you'll get into an argument with them on YouTube and it'll go on for hours and you'll get very angry. Stop. Like that, Stop. you mean? Stop arguing with, <laughs> arguing with people online, you know. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. Well, well, okay. we, it's what I do. Don't go into my thoughts on Green Day. So. Do, you not, do, you, do you not like Green Day, Paul? No, you have to tell us. Well, I, I, think they, I think they write a good song when they don't steal it. 
and uh, they they yeah they do occasionally like a the beach a Beach Boys riff or uh, yeah or, or, or like American Idiots like kind of just totally taken from Dillinger Four's uh, no whisk double whiskey Coke no ice is that right see I don't know Dillinger Four and actually oh, that's been a you're gonna get like, that ang- get that man angry again. <laughs> it's like a contentious topic, and I, I, I just, you know, I think it's, I think it's probably the same reason. And 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 you know, the fact of the matter is, I never saw them play, and that's how we discovered a lot of bands back in the day. And I think part of the reason maybe Boris isn't as well known as like a screeching weasel, because they were able to tour the country more. Yeah. So yeah. you, I mean, we I, went once a once a year for a week, if that. Yeah, I was gonna say because you guys would do like weekend runs or regional runs, like you go to Chicago or something. But did you? So you never did like a coast to coast tour? No, not 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 all at once. We have gone to both coasts, but I mean, it was like we could get as much vacation as we could get so would be like a week and a half, and that would be the going to be the tour. You know, that was always the running joke was that you guys never quit your jobs, never quit your day jobs. Um. Yeah. Which is, is kind of ironic because you get these guys who really chase their dreams and and they're still doing this like depending on it as a as a living. Meanwhile, you guys got pensions and four one ks. At least you at least you did before this whole shit went down, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, these guys who who almost made it but never quite did are you know they're going to be wards of the state, but. <laughs> That's all right. Let's let's along with everybody else. Along with everybody let's else. Let's do it. Let's do a third. Let's do a third song, and then let's um, talk a little bit about uh, how you guys ended up making a new album after nineteen years or whatever it is. So okay. let's. What's the next song? What's the next song on the list, Neil? UFO. UFO. So tell us about that one. Uh... What UFO? This is the time you were pro- abducted and probed, Paul. Well, this now, is, now this, 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 this this is a norb. Uh... Ah. <laughs> It was a time when Nor was abducted and probed. Yeah, so, but but it's it's this is pretty much I would say one of the classics. Quintessential. I think if if you go if you go see Boris, we're going to be playing UFO. <laughs> so th- this is off the Suck album, correct? From '98. Yes. Yep. Okay. So here we go with uh, yeah, Boris Sprinkler with uh, UFO. UFO. Thighs in a UFO, UFO, there's 
I was hoping it wasn't going to be a tribute to that bad, like, light metal band from the 80s or whatever, oh. the UFO. Was it Paul <laughs> Schenker or something like that? Yeah, Michael like Schenker? The, who the hell? Yeah, like the brother from the yeah, or something, something like yeah. that. Hey, guys, I did ask the other guys in the band if they needed me to say anything during this. Yes, go and, ahead. How's and, your time? And so I got, what I got from Norb was, Norb said, I'm sorry I misspelled sprinkler as spinkler <laughs> on the sticker on the shrink wrap of Vespa to Venus. <laughs> is that right? I didn't even notice that. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> so, and then Paul number two says, make sure to wear a mask over your groin. Okay. That's all I'm wearing. <laughs> and, and then Rick six said, if Boris the Sprinkler is collectively elected as president, we pledge never to play golf. Huh, that's something. So that's hey, that's what I got. Hey, Tom, <laughs> do you play golf? I don't play golf. How about you? Never played golf in my life. Okay. I know. it's. I, listen, Good. I don't. Oh, uh, but I did. I, I, must, <laughs> I must admit. So before I had children, which my oldest son was born in 99, I played a lot of golf. And I don't know why I lost my way and started playing golf because I did nothing but make fun of golfers when I was young. But I think my wife started playing or something, and then she's like, "Hey, we should go do this." And then I beat her the first time we played, and then she quit, and I you played. Beat for your wife? Years. That wasn't very nice. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it comes out. Yes, it's, a, it's that true confession thing. You're going to be outed on Twitter. I actually remember the the I, we we played one time where I didn't beat her, and I remember it so distinctly because it was when I found out she was pregnant with our first son. <laughs> And I just, every time, I, I, I took it hard every time we were going to have a kid, even if we were trying. I remember one time she said, you can't walk around with your hand on your forehead for the next nine months. <laughs> these, anyway. are, these are getting really personal <laughs> now. Did. Shit, sorry about that, everybody. Pretty much. Well, see, that's, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, I, and, and I, I, I'm deviating from topic here, but that's okay. That's what we do. Um, I don't know how Paul Yes, that was a question I was going to ask, actually. He, he, but he sent us a nice note that he was listening. And it's so funny because I was so, I was, I was like giddy. And, you know, we are guys in our 40s and 50s. We are not young people at this point. But I'm just like, oh, I, I, because I was such a big fan of the band. I was just, anyway, I was tickled pink. And uh, I don't remember where I was going with this. I don't know. Lost my train of thought. But anyway, so we've kind of become friendly. Like, we're, we're all kind of internet friends, which is kind of like the best <laughs> friends. Because Paul's not going to call and say, hey, can you come over this weekend with your pickup and help me move? <laughs> well, we True. can share a laugh and you know tell each other what we're drinking and whatnot, but we don't have to do the the rough parts yes, of friendship. Indeed. You know. Well, at some so, point, at, we, at some point, we'll meet up and we absolutely. If we, I mean, if we're in the same region, we absolutely will have a beer, probably on a patio somewhere. Probably never inside again. I think I'll, I think inside drinking is gone forever. But no, uh, hoping not. But no, definitely. And it's funny because we have we have made some some friendship since we started doing this and anyway i was very excited when i found out you were listening and uh and i started harassing you right away to come on and you were like i said you were sort you were sort of hesitant but now it's too late so paul how did it happen how did you hear us the first time always interested in in this yeah how'd you find us you know know, i'm kind of uh, the guy that looks for content to put on the boris sprinkler facebook page so i'm always Mm -hmm. every once in a while doing the google search and i think it came up that you somehow through punk news that oh yeah that the the podcast with Dave Parasite oh had, okay. had, had some Boris stuff on it so so then I thought okay well I'll check this uh-huh. out and then once I heard you guys talk, you know the interview and the way you guys were interacting it's like 
you know what? I'm going to like listen to all these, <laughs> catch up on this. And, wow. And, which was really strange because, you know, I'd, I'd listen to the, the new ones, but it's like, as I'm going back and listening to the old ones, catching up, it's like where we are in this, in the pandemic and everything oh, in the world. Yeah, yeah. It's so strange hearing you guys talk about oh. the shows oh, yeah, that you're going to go to. Yeah, going oh, back in time. Yeah. And, 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 and knowing that, you know, it's like I know, already knowing that this yeah. is not, you know. Oh, dear. It's oh, like, oh, those yeah. poor bastards, they don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Don't you think, I think we like taunted, we taunted God by like crowing about how many shows we're going to go to. And he's just like, nope, this is going to be the worst year ever. You thought this is going to be the best year ever. This is going to be the worst year ever. It's, uh, it, and it's, it's, you know, they just canceled Fest down in Florida. Just as well because yeah. it sucked yeah. this year. So I think it's just as well. Yeah, the lineup yeah. was nothing to write. It was horrific. I'll admit it. But, but still, but that is the last of the big festivals. And what that means, Neil, is it has a chilling effect on the industry because people tour around these things. Yeah. You know, and I know there was not a lot of bands you were excited about, but I'm like, man, that might be it. That might be the last hurrah for uh, 2020. Well, and the thing is, you know, they're just pushing everything back to next year. So it's like, yeah. You know, I had we had plans to do some shows this year. I you know, and we I had some plans to do New York, Chicago, and I had to cancel them before they were even announced because Paul number two had some issues, but he's good now. Mm. But so and then we had tentative other plans with a fill in that got canceled for some, some other things and and now it's like, okay, well, you know, I still wanna do those those sh- types of shows but it's like you're you're gonna wait you're gonna be backed up it's so there's gonna be the the all the people that make money doing this and you know and all these shows that are gonna be next year you know so tours yeah Yeah. so it's gonna be kind of strange when it all comes back i think like next year might even be more of a cluster than the spring was gonna be because everybody's gonna try to be on the road i assume and you're and you're right because like you know you don't need Boris to make a living. You do it no. for fun, and it's nice. Yeah. I'm sure to make a couple extra bucks or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, yeah, a band, you know, we, Neil and I have talked about this, a band like The Drowns, who is a relatively new band, they're not that young, guys in their 30s, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're on the brink of really breaking through the next level. And 2020 came, and it's like, oh, boy. Or what about a band like The Chats? Or, you know, one of these bands that, I think these bands that were really on the cusp are the ones that I feel worse for. The fact yeah. that Guns N' Roses can't tour in 2020, I am pretty sure they'll be okay. Well, yeah. Or Metallica or whatever. It's the working class bands. You yeah. know, the ones who actually make a living doing it, barely. And and it's know. not just them. It's 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 sound guys. It's it's booking yeah, yeah. agents. You guys know, who work bouncers, bartenders. Yeah. yeah. I really it's, am I'm concerned about the club surviving. It's ugh. Well, I'm sure no matter what, it will be back, but it, it might be owned by entirely different people. And yeah, yeah, you know. but the government to be owned by the government. <laughs> well, it's it's and it's yeah, it, it's funny, you know. It's and one of the things is, you know, we try not to get too political on here and all that. And but but the fact of the matter is, it's like, man, I've really we've really made it our goal now to try to be fun in this era, which I know like there's a lot of serious shit going on, so you don't want to be too flip about it. But the fact of the matter is, people need to be di- entertained and diverted from this stuff, right? A little bit, yes. Definitely. You can't, I mean, you, you can't yeah. just sit around and think about how bad life sucks all the time. You just can't do it. Uh, that's the thing is, you know, I would always get, you know, I'd get down, okay, well, oh, this, we can't, you know, our one little thing in Minneapolis was canceled this year. It's like, well, it's no big deal. Everybody's little thing is canceled. You know, yeah. it's, you know, 
I always say that to myself. Always, you know, it's like first world problems, first world problems. You know, my bills are paid, everything's okay, we're we're doing okay. But I look at my kids struggling, and it's just the well, uh, it's, it's enough, tough. It's it's. I don't think any of us are going to look back at twenty twenty and say, "Oh, that was a funnily hell of a enough, good year." You know? Funnily no, enough, no, no. I just saw the first. Um, the Coffin Cats just announced a show in two weeks in Chicago. No, at Powerhouse and Lombard. So one of the one of the. It, I mean, it's a it's a place uh, I'll never fucking go to because it sucks. But so I'm assuming that Lombard must have eased up all the restrictions and stuff. Or they're doing it outside. Maybe they're doing it outside, which would which would make sense. So, so I know, sir. Or, or is it a stream? No, I don't. No, it's not. No, it's not because it, it it comes up as no. that if they're doing that. And Coffin Cats aren't big enough at all to be doing a, a you know a, a streaming right. show like that. So I I believe they are playing on the Thursday, July twenty third. So. Even though I hate that place, I might even consider going just to just to go. Just because you're yeah. so desperate. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it it you you know these little, you know the little joys in life. You don't realize how important they are because you can do it whenever you want. Oh, anytime I want, I go down to my local bar. Anytime I want, I can go to the record store. Anytime I want, and now all of a sudden you don't have that. You just you, you know it's uh, it's like that Cinderella song, right, Neil? You don't know what you I got. I don't know that gone. song. I'll take your word for it. Um, Great, great battle. But is is your um is that local bar that we went to is that closed or is it is it still open? They still enough food. They are they're still, open. still open. Okay, good, good. Yes, matter of fact, my wife was there with the oh, ladies last hello. night. Hello. Yes. Well, Illinois. Yes. I mean, Illinois so, is actually <laughs> doing all right. I mean, we have cases, but they're still low, so you can actually drink and eat inside now in places, but fifty like percent capacity or whatever, whatever mm. that means. So um, anyway. So, you, uh... Back, back to, to our, our guest, guest yeah. Well, okay. he's not even a guest at this point. He's, he's just our friend, right? Well, we discuss things among ourselves, would you? Where do you, uh... When you, when you guys play Chicago, where, where where you play, Reggie's? Uh, well, no. We've never... I mean, we haven't been in Chicago in quite some time. Not like the Fireside days. So, oh, yeah, since wow. the Fireside days. excellent. <laughs> so, so, actually, I believe... Whenever I can try to make that happen, I will reach out to uh, Brian from the Fireside and see if he can book us somewhere. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you make so, sure you reach out. Well, I would definitely let you guys. Make sure reach out to the Punk Side Die podcast too, because Neil, Neil's very close to Chicago, and I and I'm dying to do some road trips. Um, I had we had planned to get together a couple times in the spring, Neil and I, for shows, and and then we finally got together last weekend, which was which was nice. But once again. When somebody comes to your hometown, you have things in your mind you want to take them to, right? It's like, oh, I'm going to take them to Founders, and I'm going to take them to Bell's, our big breweries, and I'm going to take them to my favorite record store. Oh, that's right. All those things are not available to me. So we, you know, it was okay. We sat around yes. the sun. When, sometimes that's all right, though. I mean, I it was, it was when good. You're, you know, it was probably just good to see, you know, see each other. Yeah, it is. And uh, Neil needed some sun. Get out in the out, you know. Get out in the yeah. And I had to, bit. I had to walk Tip around some, his, uh, I had to walk some. around his town, and that took all of like thirty-five seconds. So uh, it was, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you're just talking about the live show. So you guys, I don't know how many songs you recorded over the years, but I'm gonna guess it's probably in the area of two hundred or so. I. I... I don't know the number. So. Just based <laughs> on the fact that every album had like fifteen songs, and then you did, yeah. you did. 18 seven inch singles yeah and uh so when you do your set list yeah what you got a you got like 
15 that are standard? And I mean, I know you haven't played a lot in recent years, but I mean, do you have like 15 you have to play and then you move a couple in and out or you play the same 20 every time? Or where are you at right now with that? Uh, we, we definitely wouldn't play uh, the same every time, but we do we do have some standards. We're probably we try to take uh, three or four off of. All that's a good way to do it. Yeah, that's good. Somewhat, except for except for gay, we probably don't take that much off of gay. Uh, but you know, and then so it ends up being depending on how long you know we have we're playing for, but we'll play end up playing between. 15 to 23 songs mm. so depending on how long you know sure what what they what what the people want i guess you know what so. the people want what the people wanted was, <laughs> what the people wanted was a bunch of ramon songs what you gave them was a bunch of circle <laughs> jerk songs have you seen have you seen them but tom but actually they, they they were ready for it they, they were ready for the break yeah, but... <laughs> it's it's funny i never have i never have seen oh, them okay. live well and but but I think a part of it is like I said we were kind of talking about they didn't they didn't tour a ton, which means they kind of stuck to the bigger bigger towns. I don't believe they ever played Grand Rapids. No, I don't think so. I'm not sure. I know they did Detroit. Yeah, uh, even, even that was pretty sporadic. I think. Yeah, I think the Magic Stick. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't I know, know if this might have only been once or twice. I don't know. They tried. Because the fact of the matter is, you're, you're, I mean, Green Bay is a couple hours even from Milwaukee, right? I think about two hours? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good hike. It's pretty far up, Neil. As a matter of fact, when I was, my son wrestled up in Sheboygan, or wrestled up in the UP, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and I actually was going to come back down through, like, Green Bay and Sheboygan because it's so far, so far up, but that's all right. That's right. So when you uh, so the new album, okay, you hadn't made an album for years and years. I I kind of almost twenty years. To, it looks right? like right. Yeah. No. Uh, you know about I guess it probably was eight or nine years ago. We got asked to play Insubordination Fest. Okay. Both. Yeah. Yep. So so we did that, and so then right after we did that, there was a lot of talk about doing doing a record or you know doing something. And so so that was 2012 or, or, or around that time. You hadn't played for close to 10 years at that point, or you'd yeah, still been yeah. playing, playing sporadically in between? No, no, we hadn't been. That was the first time in like 10 years. Okay. That that lineup. So, so yeah, then there wasn't there wasn't anything really before that for a while. And that's a perfect place for you to play, too, because as much as you guys are kind of a big fish in a small pond, that is your audience there. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was definitely quite emotional for me you know it was like not only i mean we the people liked it but we knew all the bands i mean it was these were all old friends you know yeah. was, you know you know teen idols Kepi, dillinger for uh just you know it was just it was kind of emotional hmm. But but we had thrown after that so it, though. So it felt good at that point. You guys decided, hey, there's no reason we can't play once in a while. Well, we thought, well, let's tr we thought let's record a record, you know. Okay. So we started throwing some songs back and forth then, but then Norb got uh, hooked up with the Onion guys. Oh yeah, yeah. And and I think it kind of took relieved some of that in Norb wanting to play Steam, you know. Okay. And so we kind of went on the back burner for a while. Until uh, our our good friend Time Bomb Tom 
yep. it's his 50th birthday show, and he he wanted us to play that. So, so we did that, and then after right after that, it's like you know what, we should really start thinking about a record again. And we talked about it a while. A year went by. We played another show with uh, at the D Fourth of July in Minneapolis. Oh yeah, yeah. And then it was like, yeah, let's let's record a record. So over the next year, we just started really really working on it like but never together <laughs> it was like we would just pass songs back and forth on uh on facebook messenger mm. you know i'd put it into GarageBand and play to that you know send it to you know rick rick would play along to it and we, we would just that's how we practiced it so when we went into the studio we have never played the songs together ever but, but but you had 16 or whatever, I don't remember how many songs it was, yeah. like, more or less completed? Well, kind of. I mean, there were songs that Paul number two never heard. <laughs> and we and we had to hash them out right there, you know. Eh, drummers, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, well, there was in a song that they had changed that I didn't, that Rick and Norb changed, that I never heard the changes. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to learn this tonight. You know, after, after in the studio, at we're in the studio getting the drums down. It's like, I'm going to go home back to the hotel and practice now. <laughs> so you guys converged, you guys converged on Green Bay to record? Or where'd you record at? Uh, well, we recorded at a, a Crutch of Memory, and that's a, it's Amos from a Tenements uh, Studio. Okay. I know that band. I haven't listened to them, but I hear good things about them. So is, is it in Green Bay? Uh, it's in Appleton. Appleton, okay. Heard of it. My so. my vast my vast Wisconsin knowledge means I've heard of <laughs> many towns, even if I have a hard time putting them in. So, so, so what? So, okay, I was kind of thinking it was Mike Beer reaching out to you and saying, "Hey, I want to, I want you to make a record." That was the impetus, but it actually started uh, before that. Well, Mike Beer had had put put out to Norb that if we ever did a record, he would put it out. Hmm. So there there was the offer, and and we did we did actually let. Uh, the dirt nap guy listened to it too. Mm. Uh, yeah, he did your last single before you guys split, and that was without me. <laughs> oh, that was with, you did not play guitar on that one. I did not play guitar on that. But. Really? Well, that's one of the one of the four singles that you guys put out that I don't have. <laughs> Maybe I won't buy it now. There you go. <laughs> but so we, uh, yeah. So it's like if if we let Mike hear it because you know Mike's tastes I think are a little harder than. Oh, definitely. He put out you know, some, puts out some heavy stuff, yeah. But he still wanted to do it. So, I mean, it was, you know, he said he wanted to do it. From, he was like, you know, if he wanted to do it, then we were going to let him do it. And if he didn't, then we would go with Dirt Nap. So it was, you know. So, I, I, you know, and I have no problems with whatever we, you know. Sure. I mean, as long as, like, Norb doesn't have to put it out himself again and do all that legwork like he did back in the day, right? He's probably happy as long as he doesn't have to do it. Probably, but, but you know, we made a little more money that way yeah i suppose <laughs> don't have to share it well and the fact of the matter is the, the, it's changed dramatically in the time between making the albums where back in the old days you could make a little money making a record and there's really no money in it at all and i don't think anymore but uh you know i mean you can't put thousands you can't put thousands and thousands of dollars into recording i mean yeah. that's the problem it's there's no you know well, every, everything's limited. I mean, even like the you know, what what Beer City does a lot of times is you know it's like it's a thousand copies, you know, or yeah. or, or something like that. Um, and 
we Neil and I are both huge Beer City fans. Neil is a skateboarder, an old skateboarder. Oh yeah. So and and I just love he reissues a ton of like I'm I'm a big fan of like DRI and bands like that and the faction. And uh we're actually we, we you know, you might be our way into Mike Beer's heart. Yeah, we're trying to get him on because I think it would be a really interesting interview with the skateboard thing and the all the reissues and stuff he does. I think that would be a good one. Well, I'm yeah. sure he'll do it. Yeah, we, we're we're working on it. You know, it's 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 funny. It's, um, but yeah, it, eventually, I, I, I got to ask him where, where we're at with the DRI reissues. I mean, we we stalled after the first three albums. I, I'm dying here. I'm dying here. I need those guys. Are, <laughs> Beer City's in Mil- Milwaukee, right? Okay. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Milwaukee. And Wisconsin is not really, I mean, it's hardly a, you wouldn't think of it as necessarily a, a, a hotbed of punk stuff, but there's been. Tom, did we lose you? Oh, there we go. You know, they got, there's been some cool bands, so. Okay. No. Okay. I'm here, I think. I think yeah. I'm still here. What are the punk bands from uh, from Wisconsin? Who's the most famous one? Oh, it would be, uh, would it be, um, huh? Dicroyton. yeah, Dicroyton. That's what I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Was, it, was it Cows, Guts and Guns or whatever? I can't even pronounce it. Yeah, they cows. touch and touch and go. Yep, yep. We do have a strong touch and go connection yeah, we do. on here. But, um, but yeah, they, they were probably the most famous. Killdozer. Oh was yeah, Killdozer. Pretty, pretty sure. well known. Yeah, yeah. But there's some more modern ones like Get Rad that was pretty good. I mean, there's 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 been some cool, there's some cool bands. Well, and now the new one, I mean, Mass Intruders, probably is. Probably oh, yeah, they're from Mass. For some reason, I, th- I thought they for some yeah, I Madison. thought they're from Indy for some reason. Oh, no, from Madison. Madison. Okay. Yep. And uh, Ben Weasel has been living in Madison for quite. Some Do you know time. the Mast Intruder guys? I okay. No, I do not. I only well, I only know them through their okay. personas. <laughs> so, I, I and I have talked to Bradford. Yeah, he's a little. Bit. Yeah, he's fun. Oh, as well. the co- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it's 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 good. I mean. Christ, I yeah, they shit. do it very, very well. But you wonder how they've kind of painted themselves into a corner. I think with that thing now, right? But but I, I yeah. guess they could form a whole different band, and nobody would know if they took the masks off, right? They could do a whole different thing. No one would have any idea. Well, they could, but I don't think they're done. I think they got. I think they'll. You know, you know that last album took a yes. little bit to get used Agreed. to. But after it did, it's like I love. Agreed. Yeah, there's some really great songs, <laughs> so. especially on the second side. There's some great songs on it. See, I'm I'm still getting. Tom, you keep cu- you, you keep coming like, out. Buddy. I love the first self-titled yeah. LP, right? Yeah, you do. Just really? just a couple times. So it's fine. Well, I was just gonna say, I'm I'm not a huge. I just never loved anything nearly as much as that first album. Well, because it was really really good. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. I mean, I just, I, and I don't know if I didn't have as much. You know, it's funny too because you know this year, so we've had all this time on our hands, right? Um, and. So I've been able to listen to new albums more sure. thoroughly yeah, yeah. than I have in years past. Like I, I mean, I like to do Screeching Weasel album either way, but I happened to be at a time where I was working weird hours and I had tons of time to work, time to listen to music. So I've been able to connect with albums in a way that I really haven't since I was hmm. a kid. So maybe that's the. I mean, the I hate to you know the the plus side yeah. of the play. No, that's right? true. I mean, we do get a lot more time inside to listen to stuff. Yeah. And that's why. I mean, it doesn't beat you know going to shows and throwing back beers with your pals. I'm not. I wouldn't trade it. But and my record collection because I haven't been spending money on going out and doing all that stuff. It's definitely 
benefited. Yeah, I got. I think I told you I so, got my the two last singles I was waiting for from England. So it seems like the stuff from England is in the six to eight weeks uh, thing. So so I've got to if Ugh. I order off Discogs, I've got to I've got to understand that. So now on Discogs, I'm uh, I'm only looking at stuff that ships from the USA because you know. But but that's. I, I always I only order I only order USA only, only USA yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's because everything that's because everything you like is from the Midwest. <laughs> I know, yeah, nice. Was I'm looking for shit from the seventies? Are you are you uh, you a record collector, Paul, or are you like moved I, on to the digital era? I am mostly digital now. I don't I don't collect records. I a long a long time ago, I had a pretty good record collection, and I, I was DJing at a bar, and at one night, the bar went up in flames along oh, with my records. So oh like, no! Yeah, so it was like, oh well, I'm not going to invest that heavily into this that much anymore. But yeah. then I, li- I lived with Norb for a while, and Norb, he has a, a line in the song that says, I have a record collection as mm-hmm. big as a whale. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Oh, I would like to speak to him then. I think that would be good. <laughs> well, I I saw a post, like he made a personal Facebook post. He's like, is anyone who have Ventures records have less than 10 Ventures records or something? <laughs> like, I wanted to say, yeah, I have two actually only. But Hey, should we play another song? Should we know, play a song off that last album, Vespa de Venus? What do you think? Everybody, sure, okay. So we're gonna do, do what did the dog do now? I believe correct. Who's who's talking? There's lots of parentheses What's in that? that one, right? So this this song is uh, the music is written by Rick Rick okay. Six, and it's uh, you know it's my I think it's my favorite song on the new record, hmm. and it, it does feature one of his hounds at the at the very end. Ah. Okay, well there we go. It's uh, what did the dog do now by Boris the Sprinkler off of Vespa de Venus from 2019. Open parenthesis, what did the close parenthesis dog do? Open parenthesis now, close parenthesis.
So there it was. And um, Tom actually had Vespers. You had Vespers of Venus. I think we both did, actually, in our top ten albums of last year, correct? Yeah. We did. Yeah. We both did, yes. Um, yeah, it's funny because, you know, I'm, I, I reviewed it, too. I, re- I reviewed it for Punk News. Yeah, um, I remember there's, that. <laughs> there's nobody else, like, in my age range around there. Like, the next oldest people are like... Dude, that's why we're doing this, buddy. That's why we're doing this. Yes. Exactly. So, Tom, exactly. which, which color the, is the vinyl the, the that, that, that you got? Did you get, like, the green or the clear or the black? I ordered late. Got I got the black. Okay. I got the black. The classic black, flat as can be, plays great. Oh, I have no complaints. Good. It's funny because, like, a lot, the stuff, they have all these singles, right? Boris has all these singles. And all the ones that Norb put out are almost just all big hole black classic 45s. Almost, but, yeah. But but the other labels will put out all kinds of different color variations and stuff. So it's it's a they're a fun band to collect because they have a ton of. It looks like a very expensive. Band I'm, to always collect. Amazed, <laughs> I'm always uh, amazed. Because I'm always amazed when people post their expensive. post their photos of, of their Boris collections. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna do that to tease this episode. Actually, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna your uh, spider video. Horror bike riding video that you made. I'm gonna post that too, because it's like this eerie black and white. It's like an upbeat, happy song, right? But it's like this eerie black and white. If it wasn't for the fact that you were passing modern cars, I would have thought it was like an art horror film from the '50s or something. <laughs> it's very interesting. It, you, was, you a, it, was, you, it was kind of strange because my my you know, I never tried doing that with my phone before, and it's like I, it was turned. It had a cock in the holder, so it looks like it's it because it's cocked on the handle, so it's not looking straight, and it's kind of it, I don't know. So, so that's what that's what old punkers do nowadays, huh? Right? You you are a bike riding fool, right? Neil has a natural I bias do. against cyclists, so we'll just I'm skip, afraid I do. Skip it. Well, we'll I'm, I'm riding bikes now because because I just don't have the ambition to run this year. Ah. All, all, all my all the runs were. Got, you know, canceled, and it's just, just I just don't have the. I normally just like to run because it's that's the easiest way to burn calories. Other than don't, other than don't right. put them in. But, yeah, other than not drink all that three hundred calorie canned beer, but you know who's going to do that, right? But so so now it's like since I'm not running, I, you know, I'm just forcing the bike riding. Huh? Oh, see, I, it's that's funny because I thought you seemed to be really enjoying it. Well, I do enjoy it. I mean, I, I you know. But, but it's like, I, I, I you know, I'm using it kind of try to burn calories. So it's, it's okay. So it's, it's a very, pra- it's a very practical thing. Yeah. Is this, but I do enjoy it. I, you know, I, I don't I know if it was like a COVID thing or if it was like a, but no, it's just like an exercise thing. Okay. No, it's mostly that, but, but then now I do, I definitely enjoy when I'm done having a beer. So there you go. Is that, that's your like reward. Like I go, I went and burned 300 calories. Now I'm going to drink 400 calories worth of beer. Exactly. <laughs> You know, you got to celebrate life somewhere. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So, so of all the guys back in the day, you are you are, who are you still friendly with? I mean, were you friendly with like a Ben Weasel, or Dave Parasite, or some of these guys? Are you, oh, you, are you not, able to keep in touch with any of these guys, or are you too far up north really. for them to? Well, you know, we we were never. I was never good friends with Ben. I mean, we went on one tour with him. Everything was great. He was a great guy, but mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, you know, never close friends with those. I'm I'm more close friends with the the guys from Dillinger Four. <laughs> you know, I I'll go over to Minneapolis like 
I was going to probably go over four or five times this year, and I'll I'll hang out with Patty. Every, so you go over there for, go over there for work? I no, I, I just go over there for fun. Oh, I just go to hang out. Oh, that's yeah. cool. And you know, and I'll end up hanging out with you know the Dillinger Four guys, a couple of now, them. Yeah. Now you can't drink. You can't drink to keep up with those guys. No, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> even try. Even try. <laughs> no, hell no, no. I mean, they're whiskey. They're 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 real drinkers. <laughs> Well, that, that's the thing with being a Wisconsinite, right? You sort of have to drink beer. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, and, and I'm older now, too, so I can't I can't drink like I used to. See, yeah. I, w- well, I was that way until the uh, until the lockdown started, and now I'm drinking like a fish again. And, uh, and I must admit, after being in Michigan, Tom puts me to shame, so there we go. Well, it's, <laughs> it's funny, Neil, because I, drink, I definitely, my wife was definitely giving me the side eye <laughs> left. It's like, uh, you drank, because I did, I started drinking, when you were here, and I wasn't, like, trying to show off or anything, it's just like, uh, you know, it's like, Neil's here, I'm having a vacation, too. So, we went to lunch, both days, and we started drinking at lunch, and right. I just never stopped. Yeah. But you were, you know, you were not able to take little breaks in there, and it's not like I was falling down or anything, you know? It's not like <laughs> he I was got, in the pool, so we stupid, couldn't tell. But... I had to, you know, drag his ass out, exactly. put him around, but... <laughs> you, know, you know, I drank 50 beers and never got out to pee. <laughs> oh, I wonder why I got so warm in there, you bastard. <laughs> it, it couldn't be because it's 90 degrees out in the Dude, I think it was fast. more than 90 when it was fucking boiling that weekend. I heard next I heard next week we might hit the century mark, 100 degrees. Oh, which yeah. for for Michigan is crazy. I mean, on the one side, on the one on the plus side, I don't have to mow my lawns, it's already dead. Hey, but, where was uh, all the yeah, nonsense from from, right. from Trump early on when it said when it gets to summer the uh, covid is going to burn out? Remember that? It's going to die. It's going to die in the heat. <laughs> well, it's Supposedly, it can only live in like a twelve degree. Well, variance. I don't know what's going on then, because so, it's hot as hell in Florida. Outside, <laughs> but here's the thing, Neil. They keep talking about this stuff. They, they don't, don't know yet. It's, it's ridiculous. Six months into this, and they're still yeah, not they sure. Say, well, I think we wasted a lot of time by by could, avoidance. Could be. I don't know. I sure hope the kids go back to school. I hope my record store is open. I hope the shows <laughs> come back. But I've start. I've sort of got this weird sense of like sense of dread i don't i don't think there's going to be shows in 2020 i mean i hope they, no no i hope I these little club shows come back or something but yeah. i i know i'm not going to be seeing a show in inside in 2020 no. just personally it's you know i just i'm not there i'm not yeah. there yet. well and i know you got a little different situation um and and it's all of us it's not fear for ourselves as much as you don't want to spread somebody else I, I get that and it's it's but yeah it's I don't know. I, I it'd be interesting if something I really wanted to see came to town. I, I don't know what I would do, because I see these clubs and venues still pushing ahead with sold out show in October or whatever. And yeah, I don't know. A thousand people in a room, all yeah. all pushed up on top of each other. Yeah, I'm not. And there. I, and I <laughs> right now, I and mean, I just I, I can't wait for it though. I mean, yeah, I agree. And and I'm looking forward to when I can start. Shopping around some Boris shows, but yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking uh, next year, summer or fall, or you know, I winter. think that far, not even looking spring, huh? Uh, well, there, you know, one of the things that was canceled was a an outdoor uh, a block party at Memory Lanes in in Minneapolis okay. was canceled this year for us, and you know they said you know we would still be on for next year, so. That was in May, so, I so mean, maybe if, maybe early summer. If that happens, we might do that. But it's it, 
What kind of a show? What kind of a show was that? Was that like a big multi-band thing? Or yeah, multi-band. Or what was it? It's just—it's their block party, and I think it's a pretty huge deal. You know, it—it it was you know. It so seemed like you, the thing to do. So, are you the guy who does like the booking for Boris? I, I will facilitate it as much as I can. I, uh, I have reached out to some people for some if if. If there are interests from bigger things, like any kind of festival, I, I reached out to oh, yeah. there's somebody that I would go through or something. So, and that would be, I think, uh, through maybe wired booking or something. Hey, Tom, you know what? Um, that outdoor festival I always get you to try and come down to in Chicago, Motoblot, they pushed it from June. Yep. They put That's no, they pushed June. it from June to September. Yeah. So it actually is supposed to still be going on in September. So we shall see. It well, it, well, it is. It, it is outside. What, so it, I think there's a chance it might. What's the What's the lineup? Um, what's the lineup? All I know is the Blasters were supposed to be headlining. Yeah. Really. Um, so we'll see. That would, might be the one of the last yeah. times yeah, there. Right. <laughs> I he saw didn't, him yeah, last I saw, year. I saw him last year too. So he didn't look good. <laughs> no. No. It was. It was. But they, it was they, great. His voice <laughs> is still as good as it ever was. Yeah. Really. Loud. Just, uh Hmm. I was yeah. I was blown away. But huh. uh, yeah, you, you you do feel that so, it might be, you know, one of the last times you do get to see him because he didn't look spry. Let's put it that way. But anyway, anyway, that's supposed well, to be on which, in September, us, so we'll see. But the, as of right now, they're still planning on it. So. Well, listen, man, I got a lot of goodwill built up with my wife, and I got some money in the bank because I haven't been doing anything. So you know what? Pencil yep. me in. For okay, that. cool. <laughs> yeah. Pencil me in. But that's a long way from your place. How are we gonna, we're going to have to Uber it, man. Have to Uber it. <laughs> I drive down there every year. It's fine, man. We'll have lunch at the Twisted Spoke, and it'll that's be good. That's right. You restrain, you restrain do, yes. yourself. All right. So we got. I know we got at least one we more horse song, right? We do. We got uh, My Baby Put Me in the Penalty Box. Oh, yeah. Another classic. You going to tell us about this one, Paul? Uh, actually, I believe It's funny, Paul, because you picked mostly. Better. Like, you didn't, you didn't pick anything from... Yeah, I noticed that. I didn't. I didn't look at what albums, what were well, on what. It was just funny because I think most people, like the, those of us of a certain age, like we love Sasser, Saucer to Saturn and Eight Testicle Pogo Machine. Like those are our, those are our jams. And you really didn't pick anything from that era. No, I kind of, I did, I, I didn't pick any of the. I only, I only really picked one that's like we would play classic live. So I didn't pick the way it is, or you know. That's, give me, that's give me right. grape juice or play whatever you want. I mean, it's, listen, that's yeah. your that's your call. So. We are very artist friendly here. Well, it depends on the artist. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. To be fair, that's yeah, true. And and I always liked that. You know, we did. We never were really too tech savvy, but we did sample from uh, sample for for this song. We uh, what was that? Oh, now from uh, slap oh, from shot. Slapshot. Yeah, slapshot. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's like, and one of the best sports movies I've ever seen in my life. I agree. So, which album? Oh, this is off of Suck Again, right? From '98. Okay. Yes. My baby put me in the penalty box. Open parenthesis. My baby put me in the closed parenthesis penalty box. B N A L D Y. Oh no! 
trip also, you know, oh. like that, and mm -hmm. for hook like this, mm -hmm. and uh, for spear, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. All bad. Bad. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame, you know, mm -hmm. and then you get free. There it was, penalty box. My baby put me in it. <laughs> by young um, <laughs> Boris the Sprinkler. Whoever he is. Which one's Boris? That's all I've got to say. There you go. Yeah. It's like that. Like, like yeah, Jethro Tull. Right. Jethro Tull. Which one's you know, Jethro? Certain people, certain yeah. people will start, they will call Nor Boris, you know, just because uh -huh. they're just kind of not in the know or whatever. I'm sure you've told this. I'm sure you, where, where did the name come from? I'm sure you've said that before, but I don't remember ever hearing the story. Uh, basically, you know, when we were looking for a name, I believe it was all of a sudden Norb came Norb came to us and he said, I know what we're, the name of this. I was walking down. The, and this is it's a Norb came up. Norb came up with the name, but he said he's walking down the street and it was, you know, it was summer and it was kind of the fall of the wall for in East in uh, Germany. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and he was singing the song Boris the Spider to himself. Oh, the who song. OK. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's walking down the street, and he sees a sprinkler, and it's like started. He changed the words to Boris to sprinkler, and then he decided that that should be the name of our band. <laughs> and almost thirty years later, it's even the, even though it's sporadic now, even thirty years later. Oh, hey, listen, fun. just just so thirty years will be 20, just so you know how to describe yourself the next time somebody asks. This is what it says on Discogs. Punk rock band from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Known for their flamboyant satirical style with a supplemental dash of bizarre imagery to keep things interesting. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, when, when I finally cajoled Norbin to coming on, and it, I, I think he's, he, and he's open to coming on. It's just a, he works in the evenings and it's just a, it's a timing thing. And yeah. I don't think he's as tied to his phone as the rest of us. I uh, get the, probably not, no. I get the feeling like he's, and, and that's fine. That's actually tied healthy. To his I wish I was records, more like apparently. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, then I, I would definitely you know be curious to what his big influences are. You know, Tesco V and Liberace and whatever else. You know, I mean, it's just because he definitely is a showman, no question about. It. So, so the bad news is we're not going to get to hear you guys. Did did were you able to do a release party when you did the album? Because that came we out did, what like, September last not. year. We did not. So you guys have not played since the album came out. Uh, no, we did not. We have not. No, oh, it stinks. Yes, I mean, it's like I, I, we had things set up right for mid-April, and that I had to cancel those. And then we had something, and then after that, we did have with with a with someone filling in on drums. We were going to play that show in Minneapolis, and then at the end of July, we were supposed to be going to Portland to play. But wow, all that was thrown to the thrown took taken away. Well. By when, the coronavirus. When I saw that, um, when I saw that, Sloppy Seconds was playing Green Bay. They were supposed to play Green Bay in either early April or late March. Yeah. I was so excited, and I got down on my hands and knees, and I prayed to the punk rock gods that Boris the Sprinkler would open, <laughs> would play that show. And I mean, not that not that you ne you know you guys probably draw uh, you know about the same size crowd they do. Not that not that you necessarily would need to be the opening act, but I was just like, oh, I just I hope Boris plays that. And I was a little disappointed when you weren't. But then they told me that Norb's uh, a friend of mine from Sheboygan told me that Norb 
Norm's other band was playing. So I'm like, oh, yeah. that's cool. That's a little bit of a consolation prize. But meanwhile, and, and that's really the, good. That's one they're of the really few, the few tours that hasn't officially been canceled yet. So we'll see. I'm still holding out just the slightest, slightest little bit of hope. Yeah. Well, what? Are, when did they postpone it to? Did they? They haven't even announced. Oh, they it haven't. Yet. Oh. So maybe. I mean, maybe October. Maybe they can do it in October. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just sort of sitting here, you know. Just it, it's it's not much hope, but you know, a little light at the end of the tunnel. That's all we need, it, right? Yeah. And then, I mean, I know you love Sloppy Seconds. But I do. They, I do too. They they're a great band. And we we played a. They had us play a, a Sloppy Palooza once, and oh, down Indy. Oh, those were the best. I never and, went and, to one. I mean, and we played some other couple other shows with them, but I just those really fun. Kind of right up our alley as far as music and, and, and you know, mad, theme matter. Well, and I always, I, I, I feel like, on, on a personal note for this little podcast, even though I know the guys a little bit personally, not, not, not you know, not, once again, not, I'm not, like, close friends with any of them by any stretch of the imagination, but BA coming on to the show, I felt like was, uh, for us, was, like, a certain validation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's holding on to that one. <laughs> he was on, come back on. I love he was the, our second love interview, I believe, right? Well, our first real name. He was. He was our first like. He was our first like, you know, right. celebrity interview. And once again, I realized that the punk world is small, and somebody who I consider celebrity, you know, other people don't don't know who they are even. But that's okay. I'm okay with that. I, I you know, let's keep punk rock elite. Yes. Let's keep it <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, then you had you yes. had Rick on, and that was. Yeah, Neil's old we, buddy. We, good episode. Yeah, he yeah. was great. Rick was great. We played some shows with with the Digits and with the Gaza Strippers. And just, I remember you saying that that they were really great live. Oh God, I loved them. <laughs> you didn't want to play after them, huh? Well, no, no, we never yeah. had to. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So the, the let's see. The bad news is no no force of sprinkle this year the good news is you're hoping next year you guys can play we're a little next year and, and and we are working on something we are ah we have been we're we're tossing some things around so. well that's nice to know i mean even vague as it is that's good to know yeah, yeah we are. so um and also i think just this year there finally is a boris the sprinkler website there is a website nart nart Norb is, has a website with a, with that a is web store. And... BorisSprinkler.com or is it BorisSprinkler.net? I can't no, remember. BorisSprinkler.com. I have ordered. So he had a couple of singles in print still that I didn't have. So I ordered from him either last year or this year. And uh, they shipped them right along, kids. Don't be afraid to send uh, PayPal Rev Norm some money. He'll send you some singles or whatever. He is... It, it, I don't think everything's in print, but like whatever he, I don't know if he's going through old stock or if he's still getting I stuff think, pressed. Yeah. But he's doing I think it's press. old stock. I don't think he's going to be. I don't know if he would press anything. But he's got the he's got right the couple. Now. I actually am probably going to have to go back and order his the books. Yeah, he's got two books. What kind out, of books? So. What kind of I'm books? I'm gonna sit. Just gonna lay in my bed at lay in my bed at night before I go to sleep and just read through the lyrics. Of Boris Sprinkler songs, and that that will be my final stages into madness. Oh, so it's just it's just lyric books. Yeah. So, so well, one of the books is he 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 goes and explains all the lyrics of all the Boris Sprinkler songs and what's happening in the band at the time. So, hmm. and the other one, Neil, is actually his columns from when he wrote for MRR back in the day. Yeah. 
He's has all his columns from Maximum Rock and Roll. Did, did you read Maximum Rock and Roll into the 90s, Neil, or did I you quit in the 80s? Quit in about 88, I would say. Okay, because that was actually my era that he wrote. Um, George Tab and man, I love Maximum Rock and Roll back in the day. Couldn't wait to get that stupid. Yeah, news and then it would printed. all come off on your fingers, and it would be fucking yep. filthy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it, and it's funny because as I got older, I kind of. I, I kind of grew to resent its gatekeeper. Oh, for sure. No, like, yeah. I think I think once Tim, from what Norb tells me, once Tim was gone, it was it really. It's interesting. I got to tell you, that's one thing I really want to talk to Norb about. So I, I, I don't. Norb, if you get a chance to listen to this, you need to come out and talk to us. <laughs> I know. I want. I want to. I want to learn all about the ins and outs of Mac and Rock and Roll back in the day. So. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm gonna. I, I, we got. We gotta let. We gotta. Well, let I gotta. Go I gotta ask him a question. So, of all the covers, because you guys did a ton of covers. You did covers albums. You did covers on your singles. You did all that shit. So, what were some of the favorite covers that that, that you yep. did throughout the years? Oh my god. Because uh, I mean, it was Dickies. You got Generation X. You got all. You got was, yeah, Circle Jerks. You got all kinds of yeah, stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I was, I was never a huge Misfits fan, but. I, I did enjoy when we played I Turned Into a Martian. Yep. Uh, and then I I believe we did a pretty all right version of Beth by Kiss. That same single, yep. You'd love, you'd <laughs> love that, Neil. And, uh, with a weird Wisconsin band. It was a split with a weird Wisconsin band called The Droids that I never could quite figure out. I think, and they sang, I believe they sang in, did they sing in Polish? They might have, I'm not sure. I don't know what they're, yeah, maybe that's why I don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like it might be Polish, yeah, or backwards. Maybe they're speaking backwards. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, you, uh, they, they also co- they covered the meat, uh, the meat and true grit. I know that was one of your favorites, right? Oh yeah, that was definitely fun. Uh, gosh, it's just only oh, oh, the Rosillos as well. By the look of it, you did Bad Guy. Re- uh, do, am I, do I have that yep. right? You did a Rosillos cover. Yep, yeah. Bad Guy reaction. Yeah, that was. And, and we did, and we did their version of oh, Flat fantastic, All Over. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, but I don't think we recorded okay. that though. That was that was I think only live. Hmm. Yeah, they're, they're they're equally wacky. Yeah, there's. I'd say you guys probably did like fifty plus covers, right? Oh, there was a, a time when we could play like three three full like hour sets. <laughs> <laughs> you just like show up show up at, like a working man's like bar yeah, and. Yeah. Bay and just like like a full night like the old uh, rock and roll cover band. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was. I mean we were we were quite versatile at one point. I mean just with with the old punk covers. And... Oh, and let me ask you about this one too. So I, I haven't heard it, but there's this single "Killer Ramones" on one side and "Killer Sex Pistols" on the other side. What is that one about? Uh, is it the same song, just with different words, or what? No, it is. It is okay. not the same song. Two different songs. Uh, in the Kill, style, Kill Ramones style is actually on our album, some album. But, yep. Uh, and Kill the Sex Pistols. We actually was written kind of after the, the reunion, and we went Ooh, and saw right. them uh, in Milwaukee. And and how was it? Uh, what was it? Uh, it was all right. They were. I mean, it was really good. Actually, they Goldfinger opening up there. Yeah whatever yeah. take to leave them but and you know, just you know it's just so weird to have shitty bands opening up for them but <laughs> that is crazy but, but then so when they played it was like they were really good somehow somebody got on stage and like kind of pushed johnny rotten 
And he left the stage and then came back and it's like, well, why did he come back? It would have just been real, like, more it seemed like Johnny Rotten if he right, just left. Right. And that was it. Yeah, that's what he should have done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, huh. but but anyways, I mean, I'm really glad I got to see it. And it was that was like, okay, this could be my only time that I'm ever going to be so able after to see you, So after you saw them, uh. you, you recorded Kill the Sex Pistols. Excellent stuff. Well done. And were you, were you, uh, were you channeling <laughs> your inner Steve Jones? It's, 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 not, it's not, well, it's not a, you know, it's not, it's not like, oh, we want to kill the Sex Pistols. It's, 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 it's more of a psychotic mm-hmm. dream type of thing. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because like the Kill the Ramones single, I always thought, or the song, I always thought it was, you know, all those bands were doing that style back in those days. And I just thought it was kind of a, you know, time to move on, kind of a thing, or so. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. What do I know? What's going on in Norm's head? It's, well, me neither. Sometimes. But they, but those both those songs, you know, you would like them both. They have both. They do in the style of the of the bands. You know, one's very Ramonesy sounding, one's kind of pistol sounding. But that, but a lot of those singles are a pain in the neck to get. You got to get your, your foreign import singles. You know, you love. Yeah, got or, or from yeah, Germany I'm or something. At that right now. I'm surprised how many of them are out there that are from overseas. Yeah, I can't find a, like one of the ones I'm I'm desperate is the split you guys did with the parasites, and there's not one American copy available on Discogs. Ah, that's and that was on Norb's. I think Norb's label put that out. I think that was on Just Add Water or something. Oh yeah, maybe. I think it was on one of those small labels. But like I said, you got 18 of them. I have 14 of the 18, and I have two colors of the. He said two two colors of drugs of masturbation. Yeah, so. and there's a ton of that stuff. Yeah, I know. There's there's I too mean, many color variations. I I can't go mad collecting every that, color. That's variation. that was actually the guy from Mutant Pop and Mutant. Norbs. Norbs kind of madness. <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, and the, well, and they would start they would start changing what's on the B side and. Yep, just, and the oh. different. Well, like I was saying, the, the they have different liner notes. Yeah, it's fun stuff, man. Fun stuff, but like I said, I can't go mad. I had to be kind of practical in my collecting. Oh, I see. So they changed names. It was so. Nikki the Sprinkler and the Barasites. I see. I'm looking at it. Yeah, because yeah, we, because the vocalist, because the vocal, we, you know, Nikki sang with us, and and Norb sang with them. So because Dave even said, if you remember, Neil, you, I'm don't. sure you don't, but Dave said to us that he had already stopped using the Nikki ah, name. Okay. They recorded that single, but Dave and the you know the Davisites or whatever, <laughs> it just didn't you know it just didn't sound as good. So they, he kept it around for he let it live for a little well, bit there's, longer. There's one in Canada if you want so. it, my friend. Which isn't yeah. Even Canada shipping is it brutal is. though. But the other ones, the other ones are France, wait, Netherlands, Belgium. There's two in Belgium for some reason. You gotta you gotta you gotta be you gotta be patient, and you just have to hop on it when it. I've had opportunities to get it, and I stalled. And so I, I just I got a few things I'm looking at. I got a couple things I'm looking at right now. I'll probably I have all my orders finally. I will probably make yes, another one. Yes, better week. get some in. Anyway, do we do we have another song? Um, I we, was actually going to uh, go out on the cover thing. I was actually going to play the cover of uh, Generation X's "Ready, Steady, Go." If that's cool with everybody. Oh, that's good. So one. we'll pl- let's uh, let's let's uh, let's uh, let's ask Paul. Make sure Paul doesn't have any parting words of wisdom for us before we do that. Oh, uh, I. I, I <laughs> well, I'll put him on the spot. Just, why don't you? <laughs> Shit. I, 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 you know, that, was I, that even more on the spot than, I, I, than I, asking I, your favorite cover song of the like eighty <laughs> that you guys have recorded? <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bummed 
you know, I can't go see shows. I'm bummed. We can't play shows. It's, yep. it's, you know, it's, it's tragic. We'll be back maybe we'll next be year. Back. I mean, cool. one way or another, sometime, you know, we're going to get out there and play some more shows. Well, I, I look forward to the day where we're all able to go to Chicago or Milwaukee or somewhere and, and have a pint of something. You guys will be drinking something good, and I'll be drinking, you know, some cheap. That he picked up at the gas so. station. That'd be great. <laughs> In a paper bag. Exactly. We'll we'll do something. Yeah, we definitely will. So good. But thank thanks so much for coming on, Paul. I enjoyed talking to you. Like I said, I've, I've been watching you ride your bike and live your best life in northern Wisconsin. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta figure out what's going on with <laughs> wow, this Wow, he's jealous. Get that bike out, Tom. You could do it, too. I, I sort of I sort of am. Like I said, he seems like, man, it's like, man, his Wisconsin experience is so much better than the one yeah, I remember you as a You want to put your best stuff on Facebook. You don't want to do all the, put the, the miserable shit that you do every day on Facebook, do you? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't put up pictures of himself, like, you know, carrying exactly. out his cat litter exactly. or something like, like yeah, that. Yeah, like Danzig. <laughs> Taking out the trash at work. There you go. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, thanks for coming out, man. We appreciate it. Like I said, we look forward yep. to the day we can all uh, get back yeah. together again. Yeah, thanks. So, all right. We're, great. We're, gonna play, we're actually going to play us out with a song. We're going to break yep, from We're going to play us right out now. with uh, their version of Generation X's Ready, Steady, Go. So, yeah, bye, everybody. All right. Thanks. Right. Yep. Thanks, yep, yep, stay free. Time. Bye. Bye. Steady go.